Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Good evening, uh, Anchor Church. It is such an honor to be with you and wonderful, wonderful people. I'm excited and highly honored to be a part of this revival. I know you could have invited any uh, guest, but I'm really, really thankful that that Brother Bounds and your staff felt led to invite me. I I love being with the Anchor Church. I love preaching uh, at your church. been associated with you now for some time. I really love that I can preach to the Anchor from the 75 degrees Texas weather. So anyway, uh, this is actually working out really, really great. I honor, of course, your pastor, Brother Bounds, uh, his family. He's a hero of mine and a great friend. He's, he's pretty much great at everything he does. He's a great husband, a great pastor. Uh, he's a great fisherman, a great hunter. He can build. He plays the harmonica. He can preach. He pastors. I mean, I live my life by the what would Jesus do, but right behind that I have the WWABD. That's the what would Aaron Bounds do. And uh, if I don't know, I can always call him. And he usually answers his phone. But you're blessed. You're blessed truly with one of the absolute greatest uh, people and greatest Christians leading you and his family and your ministry team. I honor you so very, very much. I know it's kind of awkward having church at home. Uh, Some of us are growing accustomed to it at this point. And I had a saint tell me, Pastor, it's just so weird having to pull the couch up and clap. He's like, I just can't really, you know, it's so weird for me. And I'm like, you think it's weird? to like clap with the screen and shout amen at your television or your computer or whatever. I'll tell you what's weird is having to preach from your couch looking at a little tiny green dot. So let's make a deal. If I'm going to preach to the dot, you're going to shout with the screen, and I think we can have a great time here tonight in the Holy Ghost. Joshua chapter 24 and 15, and we'll be our reading this evening, and uh, it's a familiar passage of Scripture, one that we know and are familiar with, But one I want to preach and talk to you about tonight, Uh, Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. If you would stand as we honor the reading of the word of the Lord, I'm not going to stand because if I do, you'll just see my like belly. Uh, I do have my pants on, but in full disclosure, I'm not wearing shoes. So kick your shoes off, but you can stand and uh, let's honor the word. And And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me, let's say this together, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. For a few minutes, I want to talk to you about, I I have only 20 minutes, but I'm going to be honest with you. I've been cooped up for like four weeks or forever, it feels like. And so I'm probably going to go longer than 20 minutes, but if you get tired after 20, you can just change the channel. Anyway, but we're going to title this today, It Happened at Home. It Happened at Home. Now look, I uh, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the high honor that we have to be in your presence, Lord. I pray now, Lord, that you would sweep all across Zanesville and the surrounding areas, every church and daughter church, Lord, that's part of this revival tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would just move mightily. Tonight, I ask you, Lord, to fill with the Holy Ghost, uh, that Jesus, you would allow great things to happen in our homes. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Come on, no, say it out loud. In Jesus' name. There it is. There it is. Much better. 
Uh, it happened at home. It happened at home. I've heard much preaching in the past few weeks uh, online. Obviously, I'm 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 not doing the having church. We're we're social distancing, um, and the titles have been the church is not missing. It's on a mission. I've heard the church has left the building. Uh, the church is not closed. The church is activated. The church is not the building. Okay, I agree with all of those statements 100%. They're all very true and very valid, but I'm not going to lie and pretend that I'm just thoroughly enjoying being trapped inside my house and not getting to go to eat at, you know, at Outback and sit down and have somebody else wash the dishes. I, I'm not going to lie about that. I, I miss... I miss the church. I miss, and I know the church is not the building, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I miss the building. I miss the choir. I miss the ushers. I miss the praise team. I miss, hey, for all y'all people that don't have kids, no wonder you're not missing it so much, but I miss the nursery. Thank God for the nursery. I never realized how much. As a matter of fact, I'm missing things and people I never thought I was going to miss. I'm like, man, I wouldn't even mind seeing so and so. You know, it's uh, it's it's really uh, it's really I, I love being in church in the church building, and I I I don't think and I believe with all my heart that we're not going to value the building less or that the value for the building has diminished in this season. If anything, my value for the church building and the assembling of ourselves in the physical has increased. And I just I just wonder if we could go back to March 15th, which was our last Sunday, uh, who all would have been there then that for some reason couldn't make it that Sunday. If they would have known it would be months before we could gather again, I guarantee you they would be in church. Let me tell you something, you never want to miss a service. It could be your last. And so I miss it. I miss the forsaking of, 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 I'm not, I don't miss the forsaking. I miss the assembling of our physical bodies together. But while we are not physically in the sanctuary together, I'm thankful for people like Pastor Bounds and his leadership team that have a vision to assemble the congregation in spirit who say, you know what? We're not going to have less church. We're not going to lay back and take time off. No, we're going to go into revival mode. We're going to go into harvest mode. And while we may not be in the sanctuary together, we can be in the spirit. And I want to encourage you that you be together in spirit. I know you can go back and watch these later, but be on time. Amen. So that the spirit of your cities and the spirit of that surrounding area can be can be filled with the amen and the agreement uh, that we have in our homes together. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. Uh, and so it is that I miss the church. I'm honest. I miss the building. Uh, but so I've had to have a little of my own convincing, you know, all these cool phrases. They didn't do me any good. I had to look it up myself. And when I started studying and finding and reading the, the scripture, I discovered that there are some amazing things that happened at home. Uh, of course, uh, we're familiar with the story of Passover, the first Passover that takes place in the book of Exodus. Uh, God commands every family to get into their house. Uh, they did not run to a temple. They did not run to a coliseum, uh, but they ran to their respective homes, uh, to their individual residences. That's where salvation would come. If they wanted to be saved, salvation starts 
at home. Exodus 12 and 3 says, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for every house, a lamb for every house. They had to take a lamb into their home. They had to live with that lamb. That lamb would come in and it was to be with them for four days to be part of their life. The lamb then would be slaughtered, but it wasn't just a lamb, it was their family's lamb. They would take the blood after they had killed the lamb and slaughtered this lamb in their home. They would take their lamb, their family's lamb, the lamb that they had a relationship with, and they would take that blood and place it on the lintel and the doorpost, and it would be for the salvation of their home. During those four days where the lamb was in their home. I'm sure that, that, that one of the children gave him a name, that they developed a relationship with the lamb so that when the lamb was slain, when the lamb died, let me tell you something, there, were, there was more than just a loss of a financial investment. It wasn't just something that we went down to the market, we spent $20, got a lamb, killed it, and it cost us $20. No, there, there, was, there was more than a, than a financial loss, but now there was an emotional loss. Uh, there were tears that streamed down the face uh, of children and, and men as they slaughtered what had become part of their lives. Uh, they had to kill it and they had to kill it in their home. Let me just say this, uh, uh, Anchor Church, uh, that each of our homes has to have a place where things die. Uh, you've got to have an altar and you've got to have it in your home. Uh, the salvation of your home uh, is dependent on the lamb, uh, but the lamb can't stay alive. Uh, the lamb must die. And I want to tell you what's happening right now in your homes. Uh, God is causing a personal relationship, uh, a relationship with the lamb is being birthed into the homes. Uh, sanctuaries uh, are, are now replacing living rooms. Uh, we've turned our bathtubs into baptismal tanks uh, because God is, is turning our homes uh, into a place of personal relationship. Uh, there's been altars of sacrifice uh, that have been developed. And if you have not developed one, uh, if you don't have a place where some things have died in this coronavirus, uh, I'm talking in the spirit, uh, some, some habits, uh, come on, some attitudes, uh, some vocabulary, Vocabulary, uh, some spirits that you've laid down and they've, they've died in your home. You, they better have died because uh, it's to the salvation of your home. Uh, it's to the salvation of your family. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm a pastor now and I've, I've been pastoring, oh man, it feels like, feels like two days. Uh, uh, anyway, but it's probably been closer to 12 years, and um, uh, and so I kind of probably know how this this went down when Pastor Moses got up and told everybody they had to take a lamb into the house. Uh, I'm sure that the, the 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 saints of Moses were talking a little like you know, well, Pastor. I'm sure the text messages were like, Pastor, we trust you and we really think you're a great pastor, but isn't it a little bit awkward with us having to bring the lamb into our house? And I mean, you you're wanting us to kill the lamb, and that's really odd to kill it inside our house and then like smear the blood what I mean I can imagine the teenagers you know they're like dad everybody's talking about us at school I mean we have a lamb in our house and uh, it's really really weird and um, I I don't think it's necessary and, and 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 mom's going yeah what what are the neighbors what are the Jones and the Smiths and the Olsons what are they gonna say I mean blood all over our doorpost it's so that's weird and 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 the little 
kid is saying, Daddy, the, the lamb's chewing on my toys and he's he's sitting in my chair. This is so weird. This is so awkward. This is so out of the ordinary. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I can hear Pastor Moses as he's oh, answering text message. Well, you know what? This is what the Lord says that we need to do. Uh, and, 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 and it's awkward. Uh, but when you wake up on that fifth morning, uh, when you lay down in awkwardness on the fourth night, but wake up to the fifth morning uh, and you run into your firstborn's be- bedroom, and inside that crib uh, there's a, a heart that's beating and you grab hold uh, of your son that next morning uh, who is alive uh, you'll be thankful uh, that you did the awkward thing uh, you'll be thankful that you were different than the neighbors and that you smeared the blood and you slaughtered the lamb and you brought him into your house and, and it was awkward uh, and I know it's awkward anchor I know when you pull your couch up around the screen and, and you're looking at your phone and clapping and shouting and dancing in your living room and you're saying amen uh, where, where all your other friends and the neighbors are looking through the window saying, no, hold on, hold on. They're just supposed to partake from the screen. What are they doing participating uh, with the screen? The, when, the, when the FedEx guy's dropping off a package uh, and he looks through the window and your hands are raised, uh, when the UPS guy comes by and you look weird because, mama, you got your hands on your baby and you're speaking life uh, and you're praying her through the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, yes, it's weird uh, when the neighbors look through and see daddy speaking faith and, and casting out every demonic force. Uh, it looks weird, but if you don't do it, uh, if you don't do the awkward thing right now, come on, Daddy. I said, if you don't lead your home, uh, come on, single mama. If you don't, come on, teenager. Uh, come on, teenager. Uh, it's not about how high you got at Youth Congress. Uh, it's are you able to worship God in the awkward moment? Uh, I know we're not comfortable with it. I know you may not be used to it, uh, but the salvation of your home depends on it. Uh, so right where you are tonight you ought to do it in your home you ought to give God praise in your home you ought to just start clapping your hands come on why don't you stand to your feet and raise your hands why don't you come on why don't you pray and reach out to heaven it can happen in your home salvation can happen in your home but not only was salvation in the home I found that that, that there's also worship in the home. If you want to know the first place that Jesus was worshipped, and I know probably all of you guys have learned all this because you have an amazing theologian pastor, but, but for all the people that are visitors to your revival and don't know this, the first place that Jesus was worshipped was not on the cross. It was not after a miracle. It was, it was not uh, when he had just uh, walked on water. No, 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 no. The first place Jesus was worshipped was in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 10. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 10. When they saw the star, these are the wise men, they rejoiced rejoiced with exceeding great joy. The wise men rejoiced because they saw the star. In verse 11, keep reading. And when they were come into the house, when they got to the house, they saw the young baby, the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. Uh, I know the manger scene, and I'm not trying to ruin Christmas for anybody. I know you typically have the wise men at the manger. He wasn't really there at the manger scene. He came later because he, they came into the house. Uh, and when they got into a house, they discovered we can clap our hands in our house. Uh, we can lift our hands uh, in our house. Uh, let me tell you something. Wise men understand that worship can happen in a house. Uh, wise men worship Jesus at home. Uh, wise men, come on, wise 
rise, fathers. Uh, they lift their hands. Uh, come on. Uh, come on, Daddy. I'm just feeling to preach to a father right now. It's time to lift your hands. Uh, it's time to lift your voice. Uh, it's time to start leading your family. Uh, I want to speak to you in the name of Jesus. Uh, that wisdom says uh, Jesus is in our house. Uh, we're going to give Him praise. Uh, come on. Why don't you just worship Him right where you are? Uh, come on. I said, why don't you just worship Jesus uh, right where you are? It happened. It happened at home. It happened at home. And when Jesus had entered into Capernaum, there came, this is Matthew chapter 8 and verse 5. This is a familiar passage. There came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou should come into my under my roof, uh, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Healing happened. Salvation happened at home. Worship can happen at home. And healings can happen at home. This centurion had a servant. The servant was sick of the palsy. The, the two primary symptoms to palsy, this is a paralysis, a type of paralysis. And the two main symptoms to this paralysis were weakness and numbness. Uh, so he was weak and he was unable to feel. And the centurion, he, 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 ha he's a good man, obviously, for he takes his servant. Uh, and, but it's interesting to note, he didn't take him to the hospital. He didn't take him to a clinic. He didn't take him to a doctor. He brought him to his home. He had more faith in what God could do at his house than he did than what the doctor could do at the hospital. And he said, I'm going to get you to my house because my house is going to be a place of healing. And Jesus says to this man, he says, I'm going to come. But the Roman centurion says, you don't even have to come to my house. Uh, my house is prepared to believe uh, that your word is all we need. Uh, we are at a place now of faith uh, where we can believe that all we need is a word. We don't need the physical representation of anybody. Uh, we at our home are ready for you just to speak the word. And if you'll speak the word, we'll raise our hands. If you'll speak the word, we'll lay our hands on the sick. If you'll speak the word, he uh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, you ought to right now. Come on, Anchor Church. You ought to right now lean over. Come on, there's somebody in your home and if you're by yourself and you're in pain, come on, chronic illness, low back pain. Come on, migraines that you've battled with for years. Come on, you need to lay your hands on your head. Come on, Daddy, you need to lay your hand on your child. Come on, Mama, lay your hand on the sickness, that fever that you've been battling is about to break in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And Jesus looks at this man and you know what he said to the centurion? He said, great is thy faith. There's only two times in the New Testament where Jesus compliments anyone's faith. The lady whose daughter was grievously vexed with the devil and the Roman centurion. He said, great is thy faith. He compliments the faith. This is not a man that's doing backflips and I love backflips. This isn't a man that just preached a message. Uh, this isn't a man that sang the solo. Uh, this wasn't Jesus in the Easter drama. This was a man that had faith for what God could do at his house. Uh, this man had faith 
that Jesus could move in his house uh, without anybody else but him and his family present. Uh, and Jesus said, great faith. Because great faith can believe for miracles at home. Great faith will worship Jesus at home. Great faith expects salvation of its children at home. I've got a question for you. Do you have great faith? Do you have faith that's come on that says, hey pastor, you're not able to anoint me with oil and I know that's needed and it's in the Bible and we don't have the elders to call but today all I need in the name of Jesus is a word and I speak that word right now. Let there be healing that comes into the home of every believer right now in the name of Jesus Christ. You need to clap your hands and you need to receive it. Come on, you need to give God praise for what's happening in your home. I just feel like in the Holy Ghost I'm preaching to some people sick of the palsy. You've got the paralysis. You're numb. You can't feel anything and you're weak. You've been weakened by this this not being in church. You've been weakened because you haven't heard the choir. I know not all of you. Some of you are stronger than you've ever been. But let me just talk to somebody in the Holy Ghost that you are weak. You haven't felt the Holy Ghost in weeks. You haven't felt the Holy Ghost since the last church service you were in and maybe even before. But I feel the Spirit of the Lord and great faith rising up in your home right now to tell you you're about to be healed of the paralysis. You're about to be healed of the spiritual numbness. You're about to be and if right now you would just lift your hands get over the I know it's awkward but get over that I know it's weird get over it right now let clap your hands everybody in your room ought to be clapping their hands come on and you're going to feel the wind of the Holy Ghost I feel it right now right here in Texas and if I can feel it in Texas I know it's being poured out right now in Zanesville and Crooksville and all the other villes hallelujah in, in, in Zanesville in Ohio right now somebody shout hallelujah hallelujah he can save you in your home you can worship him in your home he can heal you in your home because great faith it, it expects a miracle and wise men worship and they worship at home they worship at home and so it is I understand now even more so why Joshua said choose who you're going to serve but as for me and my house we're going to have revival. As for me and my house, we're going to see salvation. As for me and my house, we're going to have miracles. As for me and my house, we're going to have supernatural healing. Uh, I'm making that choice for my home. Uh, I'm going to, I know I'm, I'm going over time a little and, and I, please forgive me, but there's a, just a few more things I, I, I feel to cover. If you need to, if you need to go, you can go, I guess, but I won't know. <laughs> but there's a famous story in the Bible and you would think that the word home Home or house would be mostly associated or most used in the story of the Passover or used perhaps in the story in the birth of Christ or some other uh, story in scripture that's mind-boggling. However, the, the word home or house is used with more frequency than any other story in the Bible when we reference the story of Joseph. In the story of Joseph, in just a few chapters and verses there in the book of Genesis, it's mentioned 43 times. 43 times the word home or house is used in the book of Je uh, uh, chapters uh, 43 here as we're reading. And I'll read just a few verses to reference uh, uh, this story, and I won't be long. And when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the ruler of his house, uh, bring these men home 
These are his brothers, of course, that have betrayed him. And slay and make ready, for these men shall dine with me at noon. Verse 17, And the man did as Joseph bade, and the man brought the men into Joseph's house. And the men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house. And they said, Because of the money that was returned in our sacks at the first time, are we brought in and that he may seek occasion against us and fall upon us and take us for bondmen uh, and our asses? In verse 19, And they came near to the steward of Joseph's house and they communed with him at the door of the house. Uh, Of course, this story of Joseph is familiar. One who has been betrayed by his brothers, cast into a pit, sold into slavery, betrayed by Potiphar's wife, uh, forgotten by the butler, uh, forgotten by the baker. uh, And now his brothers have come back in need of food. And this story is the greatest story of forgiveness in all the Bible. Uh, But it's interesting to me that he did not just, not that he just forgave, that's powerful. But the fact is, uh, he forgave them at home. It's not just that he forgave them, it's where he forgave them. Uh, I've learned in my life uh, and dealing with hundreds and thousands of people that the greatest challenge and the most difficult place to forgive is at home. It's the people that are nearest and dearest to you that can hurt you the deepest. The ones that can cause the greatest pain are the ones probably sitting with you today on your couch. And yet it is that Joseph declares the greatest line, I believe, in all of history in relation to forgiveness. When he declares to his brothers, you intended this for my harm and destruction and evil. He said, but God meant it for good. And those lines and that word, that line you've heard a hundred times, that what the enemy intends for evil, that what, that what, what you intended for bad, God turned it for good. That line was not spoken from behind a pulpit. It wasn't eloquently phrased at a conference to move the masses. It was a brother speaking to his brothers in his house because forgiveness can take place in your home. I want you to know that this season in your home, it will come to an end. And when it does, there's going to be kids and family members that have been saved. There's going to be a level of worship that's going to be attained that you've never been to. There's going to be a place of healing and miracles that have never happened in your life before in your home. There's going to be forgiveness that takes place Come on, deep-seated things that you've held against those that you hold dear near to you. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen when you find a place in the altar call in just a few moments and you kneel down at your couch with your family. You're going to find forgiveness. You're going to find, you're going to forgive some things that you've held on to for, for years. And you're going to let them go. Because forgiveness happens. And it happens at home. I remember, I, of course, we understand and know the story as I, I'm, I'm quickly speeding here. We know the story of Joseph and Mary as they come to Bethlehem. Inside their, Mary's womb is Emmanuel. God is with us. Jehovah has become our salvation. The invisible God who would be manifest in the flesh and the greatest miracle and wonder of all time would be born out of this virgin whose name was Mary. But there's in, but the season is one of taxation. The world that they are living in, every home and family is caught up with the taxing situation in which they're living. 
Mary and Joseph arrive during this taxing season. It is here now that they begin to search and they, they knock on the door, but the inn is full. Now this, this word inn, in, in, it does not mean uh, hotel or motel. The word end is, is actually guest bedroom. So it would have been a room of a friend or family member that had a, a room in their home, a place in their home where Mary would have given birth to Jesus. I, I wonder the name of the individual, the friend or family member that turned away Mary. I wonder who the, the name of the, the, the family member that said, no, we, we don't want Jesus to be born in our home. We're too busy with the taxation. We've got our, our plate is full, but no one knows the name of the man or woman that turned Jesus away because you don't remember what you don't do in your home for Jesus. But oh my goodness, can you imagine if the man would have just said, you know what, I'll take my eyes off the taxing situation and I'll, Mary, I'll make room for you and I'll make room for Jesus. Uh, what an amazing, amazing story they would have had to experience the greatest miracle of their lives could have been born in the most taxing season of their lives and it could have happened in their home. I uh, feel like I know where you're at because I'm with you. This, for many of us, is one of the most taxing situations as our jobs have either furloughed us, unemployed us, our businesses perhaps are waning Perhaps they're prospering, but either way, the fear of catching this virus or the, the taxation of the system around us is burdensome upon each of us. But let us not forget, because I feel in the Holy Ghost, there's a knock at your door. It's Joseph. He's got Mary, and he's ready for her to come in. And there's about to be a miracle birth during the taxing situation in your home that will define your home for the rest of your lives. Uh, open the door. Open the door to the miraculous. Uh, open the door to the supernatural. Open the door to forgiveness. Uh, open the door to salvation. He's knocking. Let him in. Uh, let him in. Uh, and don't let this season be defined by the taxing situations around us. Uh, let it be defined by the Christ that is born within us. Uh, for this will be remembered by us. Uh, I said you'll remember this one of two ways. Uh, as the time that you went through a taxing season uh, or a time that you birthed Jesus. Uh, what are you going to choose, anchor? What are you going to do? The decision is yours. Uh, tonight, I don't know where you're at uh, exactly uh, in your spiritual walk with God. Uh, I don't know where you're at along the journey of life, but I feel in the Holy Ghost uh, to ask every one of you right now, no matter where you are, uh, to lift your hands uh, all across Zanesville and surrounding areas, uh, lifting your hands with eyes closed. Uh, I want you right now to ask God uh, to begin to work in your family. I want you to pray right now and I want you to pray for yourself. Uh, go ahead, lift up your hands. Uh, come on, if you're sick, uh, He can heal you. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, uh, if your children are sitting next to you and they've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, uh, come on, lift your voices right now, parents. Uh, hallelujah, with hands lifted. Uh, come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is a moment. You know what I want you to do right now? I feel this. Uh, I want you to turn around and 
kneel at your couch, uh, kneel wherever it is at the chair you're watching. Uh, if you're physically able to, I want you to turn around uh, and I want you right now with your family, I'm asking you uh, to kneel down. Uh, I want you to begin to pray. Uh, come on, this isn't a time to pray quiet. Uh, this is a time for your family to lift your voices. That's it. Come on, Mama. I want to hear you speaking with tongues. Uh, come on, Daddy. I need to hear your voice. Uh, teenager, come on, teenager. Come on, come on, come on, baby. That's it. Yeah, come on, young lady. Come on, young man. As you're kneeling next to a family member right now, I want you to lay your hands on them in the Holy Ghost. I said, I want you to reach over and lay your hands on them. That's it. Come on, Daddy. I want you to lay your hands. Come on, parent. Lay your hands on that child that doesn't have the Holy Ghost right now. Do it. Come on, lay your hands on him. Come on, ask him right now. Do you want the Holy Ghost, baby? You can have it right now. You can have it right now. The Holy Ghost is in our family room. The Holy Ghost is in this den. The Holy Ghost is right here with us. And you can be saved. You can be saved right now. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I speak it in the name of Jesus. Uh, receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it, teenager. Uh, you haven't felt God. You haven't prayed. Uh, it's been a long time uh, since you've spoken tongues out loud because you thought the only place you could do it was at church in the youth chapel. But let me tell you something. You can do it right where you are. Uh, come on, you can do it right now. You, you need to do it. You need to stop worrying about what mom and dad are going to think. Uh, you need to stop worrying about what the, so your neighbors are going to think uh, for the awkwardness and these awkward moments in your life. They're going to be the ones that save you and define you for the remainder of your life. Lift your voice. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nobody's looking at the screen right now. Right now we're praying and I want you to keep praying. Come on. Miracles are here. Miracles are here. The music's going to keep playing and the Spirit of the Lord is going to continue to move. Don't you stop having church uh, until the healing has taken place. Uh, don't you stop praying until you've received the Holy Ghost. Uh, and if you're right now, if you're listening, uh, come on, and you've received the Holy Ghost and you need to be baptized, uh, I want you to make contact with the anchor. You make contact with pastor and let them know I'm ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, and we're going to baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, it can happen. It can happen at home. I love you guys. Y'all are the greatest. God bless. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.